2: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook and today I'm doing an episode with my opener on tour, my dear friend Tommy Brennan. He's so fantastic and I feel just so lucky to have had him with me on tour this past year and a half and he's also opening for me currently on the Nice Try Tour. So we talked about trying to establish a consistent daily routine as an adult uh we talk about adhd time management All sorts of things. And uh, yeah, it was just a fun episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. This is coming out in mid-February, which means I would have just been in Portland. I hope that was awesome. That's one of my favorite cities to perform in and one of my favorite comedy clubs. So uh, I hope it was great. And that means that I've got so many other tour dates coming up. I will be in Cincinnati March 3rd through 4th and then Kearney, Nebraska, March 10th through 11th. Minneapolis at Acme Comedy Company March 22nd through the 25th. Um, And then San Francisco, Rosemont, Chicago, Denver, Uncasville, Salt Lake City, Burbank, Phoenix, Dania Beach, Florida, Fort Collins, Louisville, Spokane, Tacoma, Cleveland, DC, Atlanta, Boston, and Tampa. That, um, as of right now, as I'm recording this, is the, the list of tour dates, but there might be more added, so go to... (laughs) <laughs> sorry, runny nose, go to KelseyCook.com and get those tour date tickets. And yeah, I can't wait to see you guys on the road. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into this interview with Tommy, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, I'm here with Tommy. How are you?
3: Hello, good. How are you?
2: I'm good. I am absolutely delighted to have you on.
3: I'm excited to do it. I'm uh, you know, it I was I was gonna bring it up soon if you didn't ask me.
2: Were you really? Was it, like, yeah. worth risking the rest of touring together if I had been like, ew, he asked?
3: Yeah, I was thinking about saying it on stage, actually, at <laughs> At the last show we did together. Oh I was going to promote the pod and then at the same time be like, but also, she's never, she's never had me on it. So actually, I take it back. Don't listen to it.
2: Fuck that podcast. Let
3: your mental health go. <laughs> <laughs> Just...
2: Let it run amok in the streets.
3: It would be so crazy if, as your feature, I was like, "Hey, give it up if you listen to Self Helpless," and then everyone would cheer, and I'd be like, "Idiots!"
2: <laughs> <laughs> just so bitter about not being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I've never even gotten an inkling <laughs> was- from you that you wanted to be on. I'm like, yeah. what's going on. Oh,
3: that's that's the Midwestern in me. I just let it. I just let it fester, and I yes. just take it out as passive aggression. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Okay, so you and I, when we're on the road together, I feel like a lot of the time our conversations could just be podcast episodes that would work for Self-Helpless. True. Because you and I both, well, okay, we both have experiences with ADHD. Mine are more recent where I feel like I relate to certain ADHD aspects more now than I have before in my life. And you, have you actually been diagnosed with ADHD? Oh, yeah. Okay. And when did that happen for you?
3: Uh when I was 22, right after okay. school.
2: Okay. And was there an event that made you go, hmm, I think maybe I want to try and get some help for this or did you feel like it was something you'd been struggling with your whole life?
3: Yeah, it was more like through school you find ways to like you can just like like you find ways to get around it and it's like, you know, procrastination is really that that's that's what it was. Okay. But, like, that was the only way I would operate in school is, like, absolute deadline stuff. Oh, um, I mm-hmm. So I couldn't do – I can't, like, I was so bad at studying, so bad at, like, writing papers.
1: Okay. So
3: I always kind of knew there was – you know, I wasn't good at it. But um, then, then having to be in the professional workplace, that's when it oh. stuck out to me that I was like, oh, yeah, I, I really am not task-oriented. I can't finish stuff and it's harder to get away with it in the
2: oh, you know in
3: a 9 to 5 so that's when i was i like revisited it and then figured that out
2: okay and were there um were there specific things of looking at your coworkers where you're like huh that like they're just completing things on time and you were really struggling to on your own
3: <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay. i mean that's and 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 also friends that were diagnosed and medicated like later in life and stuff that basically were narrating the same story that I had you know okay and so it was it was very obvious to me i was like oh yeah this is this is adding up to maybe i should get some help
2: yeah and did you feel like when you went to the doctor and and were um prescribed medication do you feel like that helped
3: it did um i It helped especially with like work. Um, Definitely doesn't help with like creativity shit though. That stuff is like, it's, it just depends. It honestly depends. Like if, if you know what you're like trying to write about or finish, then it's great. But in terms of like exploring new ideas and stuff, that's where I felt like it was limiting. Oh, so that's the, that's kind of the trade-off.
2: Interesting. So do you feel like when you were unmedicated you felt like it was easier to be creative but the the outer Adderall... It's the
3: follow through is when it is tough there.
2: Oh. Huh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. But then so It's almost
3: like you need phases of like unmedicated idea creation <laughs> medicated we you actually do the things.
2: It's yes, it's so true cuz it's like uh it's like an assembly line, right? Mm-hmm. Like thinking of jokes, it's kind of like A burrito at chipotle like there are times at least for me i'm not somebody that really writes things on stage i write them on paper and that requires just being really quiet i mean you're just by yourself in a room essentially yep it requires that really quiet focus and um that is excruciating sometimes
3: yeah it's brutal
2: yeah
3: and and writing that then like actually writing it out and stuff Yes. That's a whole nother task.
2: Yeah. Then we're getting into yeah. like, what meat do you want?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a lot. And so I just, um I took a month off of being on stage. My tour wrapped and um then I just was like, I wasn't really doing many local shows and I did one last night. And so for me, that was getting into the meat of, okay, now I wrote these jokes, but now I have to actually memorize them so I can go say them in front of people. And that also requires this other part of your brain to kick in. And it is hard.
3: For sure. Luckily, the memorization part, that's something that like early in my life, mm-hmm. I got like trained super hard on because I was like, ai was, a, I started acting when I was like eight. You and did? so, yeah. So like, I, I, I was like, a, oh, yeah, I was like a big musical theater kid.
2: I feel like maybe I knew that part, but I don't think I knew that you started acting when you were eight.
3: Yeah, my my sisters, I'll, I mean, it's. I remember it so clearly. Like, one day they were just like, we are auditioning for this community theater show, to my older sisters, and my mom was like, you should too. And I really didn't want to because, you know, it was like, my friends were – like, I was like, my friends are going to think that's so lame. Right. You know, all that. So – we went but they made me go and do it mm-hmm. and i sang a song from newsies i think and you then sang? oh what? it was a musical and then i got and then i got the lead in it and my two other sisters also got it and what? uh and so we were in a play together or in a in a musical together when i was in like 3rd grade
2: you got and... the lead on your first audition
3: <laughs> yeah oh yeah
2: oh my god i got,
3: got my first agent from that show it was uh what yeah it was very fun, so you have and a good then, voice. uh, it was better then I think <laughs> I had like a you peaked I had, at eight. yeah, I mean, my prepubescent voice was was crazy the range that I was hitting I what? mean oh, I was like a soprano. it was crazy. <laughs>
2: Tiny Justin
3: Bieber. Yeah, legitimately. I sang a Justin Bieber song my freshman year for the high school talent show. Shut uh, up. Oh my yeah. God. It uh which I'm I'm mad that I just admitted that. We'll we'll edit that out. Um <laughs> <laughs> we will not edit that out. <laughs> we will not. Um I oh like to say God. on every podcast I ever do, I like to say, well, let's edit that out about every eight minutes. Um But uh yeah, it was it was crazy. And I caught the bug then and then uh Yeah, just did a bunch of musicals and stuff growing up. What's funny, though, looking back, I'm thinking about it now. That first show that I got the lead in, it was like a very comedic show.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: It was very punchline heavy. Like, even the songs that were like my solos were funny.
2: Oh, interesting. So, yeah, you did get that bug young. Yeah. And so, also, because the reason we were talking about that is you're saying you learned how to memorize young
3: yes yeah so that actually has never as much as the adhd stuff has been tough Mm -hmm. that has never been a part of it for me
2: interesting well that's such a gift because i do feel like people really struggle with that part of it sometimes
3: oh for sure yes i mean i have some friends that can't memorize lines at all wow yeah and and that that to, to me comes pretty easily which is nice for auditions and stuff
2: yeah um, before we get into more of all of this, I want to ask you what your favorite quote is because we always have our guests share that, and we usually do it at the very top. But I got excited and started asking you about other things.
3: I have a few cheesy ones, but I think my the one that I always come back to is uh, it's an avid Brothers line. Okay. Um, it's in uh, "Head Full of Doubt, Road Full of Promise," and it's just the, it's just decide what to be and go be it.
2: Oh, I love that. Is
3: yeah, that has like given me a lot of motivation at times in my life mm-hmm. and uh, that whole song actually is like there's a ton of lyrics in it that hit home hard Yeah. Um. Uh, you know there's a darkness around there's a darkness around me so, there's a darkness around me that's covered in light is a uh-huh. great lyric as well in that wow, song yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's about like you know the people that often are coming off as bright and happy or whatever there can be other stuff there yeah and so that yeah that whole song but decide what to be and go be it is like something that has always just like every time I hear it I'm like yes just go do it because there's nothing I hate more than either about myself or friends when people really want to do something and convince themselves that they can't
2: yes 100%. 100%. That's why I recommend The Artist's Way so much to people all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about it on the show or off the show, but it really does, just the specific exercises she recommends, it really does help you just to take that first step because I feel like that's usually all people need to do is at least get one step going. And I think if it's the right thing, it feels really easy and then it's easy to take the next step and all of that. But people are so afraid to even take one step in that direction
3: yeah and it's like just what are you gonna you're gonna be 80 and be like i could have you know uh, and that's yeah, like that, my biggest fear
2: me too yeah that feeling was not a choice for me i was like there's no way i'm gonna feel that when i'm old i do not yeah that's a shot of me um your favorite quote is similar to my favorite quote um which is go confidently in the direction of your dreams live the life you've imagined
3: that's exactly it yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the it's the same intent for sure.
2: It's all Nikes. Just do it. Just. With it, yeah, yeah
3: <laughs> it is. Also, my other one is a Gandalf line. That's basically the same thing. It's like uh, all we can do is decide what to do with the time that's given to us. Oh, that is. And, cool. and that's it's the same. But it's the same thing. It's like yes. you only have this one thing. Just go do what you want to do.
2: Yeah. Go do what you're supposed to do. I really yeah. do feel like we all have. <clears throat> a thing that we are best at and yeah, so many people don't pursue it because it's scary and I, you know, I get it. It is scary, but
3: yeah, it's terrifying. Fucking worth
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we were talking about um, kind of like ADHD stuff and that leads into one of the main things we wanted to talk about today, which is daily routine and basically having structure in your life As an adult, when um, even if you do work a kind of standard eight to five job and you have structure in that way, I do feel like as adults outside of that, we struggle sometimes to get a consistent daily routine and even more so if you're self-employed. So tell me what that has been like for you.
3: I mean horrific it's been (laughs) so bad it's been the bane of my existence for about six years wow and maybe my whole life I don't know I've never been a good routine person yeah um and that yeah I mean I will say I just want to set expectations by the end of this podcast I expect to be cured and (laughs) to have a great daily routine established oh no you've
2: never listened Uh, to the show then have you yeah (laughs) nope totally not what we do on
3: here I definitely have um (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I – no, I uh, have tried at points. I've made a very, like, pointed effort at times. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I lie to myself and say that I'm making an effort, and I'm really not. But when I had – the last time I had, like, a daily routine was before I started doing comedy. In, like, the nine months after graduation okay. that I had a day job, but I wasn't doing comedy. Okay. And it is kind of what led me to do comedy because I was so bored, (laughs) but it was like, I got good at like waking up at the exact same time every day, going, getting to the gym before work, going to work. And then, but then I was like, then I'm just coming home, making dinner, watching Netflix, going to bed, waking up, going to the gym, work. Dinner bed, and I was, and then that actually made me kind of have a little bit of a breakdown.
0: Oh, and I was no. like,
3: I need to be doing something else, and that's when I moved to Chicago and started doing comedy.
2: Wow, yeah, yeah. that Groundhog Day feeling is yes. tough to find the balance with of like needing structure and also not wanting to feel like you're not living,
3: yeah. And so, I never really equated those two until like recently when I was trying, I was thinking about like. Why well, I haven't had a daily routine in the last six years. Yeah. And, I mean, comedy is definitely one of the things that make – it's probably the, the hardest part about it because we don't have routine hours. Yeah. And yet we're trying to establish a, a daily routine. Yeah. And it's like we don't even – none of our weeks look the same in terms of, like, where we physically are. Yeah. I mean – Yeah, you know, I don't need to tell you about this. You travel, (laughs) I don't know, what, 40 weekends out of last year?
2: Yeah, it was insane.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so it's like when you're leaving on a Thursday and getting back like late Sunday, you only have Monday to Wednesday to try to get back into a routine.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm.
3: And that's what's killing me because some weeks I do do it. And like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is like good structured days. Yeah. And then it just gets shot in the head on Thursday.
2: (laughs) That's a great way to put it. So
3: I don't know how to, and then it's like some weeks I just come back and I fall out of it again. Yeah. And it's like those days that I'm like, wow, how's it 3 p.m. I haven't done anything, you know? I know. So.
2: Yeah. It's, it's so brutal. And it's a perfect way to put it that it's, it's on a weekly basis. It's not even like on a monthly basis. It's truly every week. We are going to a different city. We might be there. I mean, some weekends, it's you're performing Friday and Saturday. Some weekends, you're performing Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. I always, to me, I feel like it can be hard to get a healthy workout and eating routine down because sometimes I come home and I'm like, well, I'm leaving in 48 hours. So am I really going to go to the grocery store and stock yes. up? Or am I just going to order takeout? two days in a row because that seems like it would be easier. I don't want to just go buy groceries for them to all go bad. But then you're not really taking care of yourself.
3: No. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I do. I mean, I'm trying to get better because now I'm like, I I don't have the day job anymore, so I also make way less money. So I am trying to be better about like the meal prepping thing. But that has resulted in the last two weeks of me just making chili and eating it every day. So.
2: (laughs) Tommy I've been has going... been plagued by a chili saga that is now actually becoming part of his brand. It's like it's I
3: think, my entire identity. It's
2: his entire identity. I feel like there's merch coming soon about it. But yeah, Homemade do you wanna, chili
3: recipe. Do
2: you want to share what has happened for you with chili? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: It's honestly been the most fun thing. Um, but it is a bit that I've committed to that now I am regretting. Um, <laughs> basically like 3 weeks ago i made a big pot of chili on a sunday and then i ate it every day that week monday God. through i ate it so i ate it sunday night and then monday tuesday wednesday and thursday actually Jesus and
2: does. can you can you divulge if there were beans involved in this chili
3: oh there were beans cheese chicken it was it was this one too was like a particularly cheesy one it was it was basically queso dip with <laughs> that you eat with a spoon
2: oh my god
1: no yeah, i
3: know i posted well so that's like that that's the beauty of the internet is like we gotta stop overthinking this thing people want dumb content because i mean i just all i did was post on my story that i've eaten the same white chicken chili for four days straight. And I got, I mean, I'm not kidding you, hundreds of messages, like just so many people hitting me up. They're concerned for me. They want more of it. They think they're sending me recipes. They want the recipe. Like it, the most, I got a a ton of messages that were just like, that looks so creamy. Like, how are you eating that?
2: Yeah, I... I am not envious of your roommate,
3: um yeah, well, you know it was uh it was a fun bit, and then so then I was like i get back, so then we went to was I with you that we get no i was I was at a out of town like Friday Saturday, get back Sunday, doubled down, made a fresh oh no! pot, did it again the next week,
2: what are you and doing?
3: now now I post about something else. I could just be like, hey, I'm performing in Colorado. And people will just DM me and be like, like did you find a good chili spot? Oh, my
2: God. People and do so... love to like latch on to a small random yeah. thing. That has, yeah, that was like the peeing in the shower stuff for me. Oh, yeah. That turned into the whole Tinkle Gang. Tinkle thing. Gang. It turned into merch <laughs> yeah. temporarily. It's like crazy what people... Yeah. really love I don't know I don't get it
3: yeah yeah chili gang merch coming soon <laughs> I'm just gonna do the same uh logo as the tingle gang ones but it's gonna be chili <laughs>
2: yours is gonna be diaper gang with the <laughs> <you're eating.
3: laughs> uh, there it is yeah it hasn't been good on the old body it doesn't feel awesome um but I have been working out okay mostly just to justify the chili <laughs> sure, um
2: balance out the queso
3: yeah the second one, I, the, this last week was a sweet potato heavy one, so that one it was a lot. I felt way healthier.
2: Okay, nice. A lot of fiber yeah. in there.
3: Yeah, the, the 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 white queso one was tough. Jesus, it was very cream cheese based. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> you are a, a Minnesota boy through and through. Oh yes, like that's a very Minnesota tailgate move. Is like that is so cream cheese chili.
3: Oh yeah, maybe throw that on top of a hot dog. Absolutely.
2: God, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that sounds really good. I'm not gonna lie.
3: Oh, it was so good. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that. Um, that's my that's my attempt at uh, meal prepping so that I can have a daily routine. <laughs> it's just eating the same thing every day for two meals a day.
2: That's such a funny juxtaposition because all of I mean, it comes into my TikTok feed all the time. These really health oriented girls who fully do like the week of prepping the meals. And it's always a lot of kale, a lot of sweet potatoes, a lot of chicken. And your version is like, let's make an industrial size pot of chili. (laughs) Yes. For seven days.
3: I make enough to feed the whole family, uh, (laughs) but I do uh, only provide for myself. So then (laughs) I have to eat it.
2: I don't know if you are on dating apps, but I feel like that wouldn't be a bad um not opening line but like whatever the profile description is is like i make a mean pot of queso chili yeah like can feed us for <laughs> for weeks at a time
3: i can either feed myself for five days or us both for two and a half
2: <laughs> yeah you are your um, own, like meal you're like your own hello
3: fresh i will say a lot of girls on instagram have actually guys too but have tried <laughs> using it as like a pickup line Yeah, they're like, let me make you chili. You need to make me some chili. All this. I mean, I'm like, it's what? So that we can both shit ourselves together? What are we talking about here?
2: (laughs) People are just like trying so hard to get into your DMs. just latch.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just, they they pick a thing and they're like, this will be hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, real original. Everyone's doing a chili bit now.
2: Oh my God. So funny. Yeah, you, it's, this is also going to be a tangent, but. It's been funny to watch, like how women interact with you on the road, compared to what you talk about on stage, because you make it very well known that you, growing up, were like, uh, like what was the height? What was the growth spurt you had?
3: I was five three as a senior in high school. Oh my! God. And not and not an old looking five three.
2: No, it- you were. Like a little cherub, you were...
3: Yeah, like people legitimately, when I got to college, people thought I was like younger, like I maybe graduated high school early or something.
2: Yeah, it was almost like a medical condition.
3: Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I was never going to grow.
2: Yeah, you have posted, I think this was a while ago, but it was, you know, how parents frame their first grade, like the school picture day photos, and... It it was almost like a form of Benjamin Button disease, but where you just stayed the same age every year.
3: From about, like, third grade to junior year of high school. It, it, it looks like <laughs> almost the same picture.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. and your dad's a doctor. hmm Was there ever any, did he feel like there was a medical explanation of, like, why you were staying with no. you?
3: He, he didn't go through, pu- I mean, cause I wasn't showing any signs of puberty yet. So it was like, we knew it was coming. Like it was one thing if like I had already like gone through puberty kind of, but still okay. looked that young, then it would be weird. Okay. But like nothing, like I still had a crazy high pitched voice, like no armpit hair. Like I just like, was like nothing was, <laughs> nothing was starting.
2: Wow. You
3: know, just, Yeah. yeah. Just the, I mean, my balls were still inside my stomach, you know, (laughs) it was just, it was like nothing was showing that I was anything older than 11 when I was like 17. So that's where like, and my dad was a late bloomer too, but he went through puberty like sophomore year of high school. And my brother was like sophomore, junior year. Okay. So like freshman and sophomore year, I wasn't that worried because I was like, okay, it's in the family. Like sure. it's going to happen. Yeah, And then it didn't happen sophomore and junior year. And that's when I was like, okay, we gotta do something here. And that's that's when I would, I, cause I talk about this on stage. I, I was like truly begging my parents to put me on growth hormones, wow. like steroids.
2: Right. Well, because what was that? Um, what was that for you? What was that like for you with the opposite sex in high school? To be you have a great line on stage about being the little spoon in your prom pose photo. <laughs> oh yeah.
3: I mean, that's they I have some of the most embarrassing pictures <laughs> of all time with girls that I thought I was flirting with. And in hindsight, I'm like, I mean, what was I th- Like, there's this one picture that I mean, this girl that I had such a huge crush on at the time, she's legitimately like in a full squad. <laughs> posing with me so that we can be like same face level.
0: Oh,
3: I mean God. it is so funny thinking back. I think it was just like yeah, I was like I was like viewed as like a, you know, like a little brother
2: yeah type.
3: So and it's not like I don't know. I don't know how directly aware I was of it at all times.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I think probably I was like ignoring it a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. I just found other things to focus on. But yeah, it was not, I was not getting a ton of attention there. And then
2: when did you finally feel like you went through puberty?
3: Like, see, end of senior year, like second half of senior year of high school into like college.
2: Wow.
3: It was like crazy.
2: So, did you feel actual physical pain of growth spurts? Like, did your height change? I mean, obviously, your height changed. Yeah, like
3: height changed pretty drastically. Like, my senior year, I think I went from like 5'3 to 5'8.
2: Wow. Then, in your senior year?
3: Yeah. And then, Jeez. and then by the time I was like home for Christmas, my freshman year of college, I was like 5'10 and a half.
2: Oh my god! Wow. Yeah.
3: In like one year, it was like eight inches.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So what did that feel like, though? Were you was your body like? What is going on?
3: Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, I definitely had like a brief little awkward lanky phase, and then my yeah, but like I do remember like yeah, like my my feet always hurt, <laughs> and like that was that was probably like growth, like growing pain stuff. Okay. Um Yeah, but I don't know. It was like all of a sudden it was like it was fun because I was like, oh, I'm like a better athlete all of a sudden. Yeah, no you shit. Know? I
2: mean that's a major height change. With daily routine, have you found that figuring out the why behind what like what you're doing is something that helps you kind of figure out and motivate, like, oh shit, this is this is something I need to stick to, as opposed to just like, oh, I should do this, I should do that.
3: Um no, and that's a very good point. I, <laughs> I I don't really think about that often. Yeah, I do. It's funny that I I do in some aspects of my life, but I haven't really. I feel like it's way more on the side of, yeah. I really should be more structured. I should be going to the gym in the morning. I should be sitting down to write for these yeah. hours. Yeah, but I don't often think about the why, and that is probably
1: Explore more stories like Shayna's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.
2: Did we – did I talk about the Pomodoro technique with you in detail yet?
1: Uh, We talked about it a little bit on the phone,
3: like
2: last week. Okay, so that, I think for me – and Delaney is a – she's such a – I don't know if pioneer is the right word, but she really has just made her life – the way it works for her and that's it it's like she works a small number of days a week at very specific hours because she has realized for herself that these are the certain hours of the day where she's most productive in Mm. x way and then these other hours are when she's most productive in y way or whatever so i think that's helpful too is being like okay so when for me actually is a time that i feel motivated to do stuff because i think a lot of people go all right i gotta i gotta start waking up at seven and being somebody that goes to the gym first thing but for some people it's like not what works for them so do you feel like there are things that maybe make most sense for you
3: yeah um like i the the gym thing is honestly that's why i keep calling it back up is because it's like that's oftentimes what does spark some daily routine for me if I can go in the morning.
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: But the rest of my life doesn't agree with that. Like I am a night owl through and Uh, through.
2: Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So
3: telling myself I should be at the gym at 8am is kind of setting myself up for failure. And that's something I like I talk about in therapy all the time is like, I, I will lie to myself and say I can do something when in, when I really truly know that that's not, how i work Mm -hmm. and the gym first thing in the morning is something that i've been like okay that helped like these past four days but now i'm traveling now i'm i have late gigs you know i probably can't that's probably not sustainable right so i guess to answer the like what has helped yeah my main thing is like i need to get out and do something by like eight or nine in the, in the morning.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Because cause I have a hard time, like, if I stay in my apartment, that's where it gets to, like, 11 o'clock or noon, and I'm like, I haven't really started my day. Like, I've just kind okay. of done little things, maybe ate breakfast, you know, but, like, it's it's like if I get out and, like, do something as little as taking a walk,
2: Yeah. Then
3: then I can come back and then I'll do something for sure.
2: that's really interesting and that's a great tip like you feel like you almost need that physical it like wakes your body up to leave the apartment and then it kind of gets you on track
3: yeah I think it probably goes back to like having a corporate job and like having to commute to work and be out like no matter what happened the night before no matter how tired I am whether I slept for 5 hours or 10 hours like I had to be out the door by 8
0: Yes, you know Mm -hmm. and
3: I think that you know, it kind of kicks you into gear a little bit. Over the pandemic, I think it broke a lot of people's routines. Yes. And one thing I started doing when I was working the remote corporate day job was like first meeting was at nine every day. I just over the last two years, I would wake up at eight and then maybe eight fifteen, maybe eight thirty, <laughs> eight forty five, eight fifty eight. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. legitimately, like, waking up, opening my eyes, running over to my desk, opening my computer. And that's, like, a horrific <gasps> way to start your day.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Like, your yeah. brain hasn't
3: processed a thought, and then you're on camera with, like, your boss. Like, it's <laughs> it's so bad. Right. And I think I realized that about a year or maybe, like, six months ago. And that's where I started. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I'm a huge daily walk guy. Like,
2: no, I don't think we have. I'm a big daily walk person too.
3: Yeah, I walk for about an hour to two hours most days. (laughs) Okay, no, I'm a podcast person too.
2: Damn, I did not know that. I didn't know it was that long of a walk every day.
3: It's the only time I can think, I don't know why, but it's like, yeah, I'll just wander around. And uh, so I'm trying to make that my start to the day because I'm also a big coffee person. So you just yes. kind of marry those and it's like a little treat. It's like a fun, you know, oh, it's like, Oh, get yeah. a nice coffee, a little walk podcast. Yeah. And that really helps. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just not having the structure. So I used to do that before my first, whatever my first meeting was of the day for the day okay. job. Okay. So I knew like meetings at nine, I got to be out walking around by like eight, eight fifteen.
2: Yes. Yeah. And,
3: and now i don't have the day job anymore so now it's easy to be like well i could just take my walk at like 10, 10 30, 11 whatever i'll snooze you know yep and uh yeah so it's it's really been interesting trying to establish it without the structure of the, of the day job
2: yeah And you brought up a good point that people were doing that in the pandemic suddenly, that even if somebody did have a structured eight to five, typically, there was a period of time where we generally were all at home trying to navigate a new way of living. And I know that this became a pretty popular tip was telling people, hey, try to wake up and change into work clothes. Yeah. Because when you're home, there is that ability to just stay in your pajamas the entire day. Yep. But that's not, it doesn't help kick your brain into the gear of we need to actually focus and get work done. It kind of feels like just a nonstop slumber party yeah. and it's disorienting. It's like almost harder than to be restful at night as well. Cause you have kind of just stayed in rest mode the entire day.
3: And on the flip side, I think it it makes it harder to, feel like you're either starting or ending work. Yes. Because it's also important to be able to turn off at the end of the day. Yes. And when you no longer are differentiating what your work life and what your home life looks like. Yeah. That it can like kind of break um, any like concept of like, all right, now I'm done with work. Cause I was, I was finding that too. Like I used to leave the office at 6 PM and That's then right. yeah. all of a sudden it was like, well, I could, I don't have to do anything else till like eight. So like I can kind of keep working.
2: Right. Yeah. I wonder if for people like us who have a different schedule every week, if there's a way to just simplify and be like, okay, sometimes we can't always count on that. We're going to be waking up at the same time, because if we are really going to bed at three in the morning, then
3: why would you wake up at seven?
2: Why would you like, you need to take care of yourself. You do need to prioritize sleep. But it's like, maybe there are three things every day that signify that you are starting your day and you just do those three things whenever it is that you wake up.
3: Yeah. I've I've always loved the idea of like daily intentions. Mm -hmm. Like when people say that they actually do that and like write stuff down, I'm like, that's so cool. And then I've never, I've never (laughs) been able to do it. I think I've like done it three times. I'm like, that was cool. And then I just forget about it immediately. That was cool.
2: that was dope
3: i'm like that was a really good move by me and then the next day i was like what did i, I forgot what was i doing yesterday
2: who was that person yeah yeah i'm finding and i don't know how relatable this will be for listeners but social media has become such an important part of my career and you are told that it is best to post generally between 9 a.m and maybe 11. So for me, that has, it has created some structure of like, I like to be awake before that time and have my posts ready to go. Mm. But then the problem and what happened today is that then I am on the apps for like 30 to 45 minutes, posting everything, going back, seeing how they're performing, interacting, and then an hour is gone. But then I might have these other tasks that need to also get done in the morning. And then like full disclosure, Tommy and I were supposed to start podcasting 30 minutes before we actually started today because I was like, fuck, like I haven't had breakfast yet or showered yet or like made these three business calls I have to make. And so, I mean, it's so nice that it's you and I can be like, hey, do you mind? Is this okay with your schedule today? But generally it's like I have to figure out how to stop doing that it's like i hit some structure but then it becomes this time where time just goes in a way i can't hold on to it
3: yeah it's also if you're only doing an hour on on the apps after posting stuff like that's that's pretty good because it can easily be way longer
0: see thank you on days that i post i
3: mean my my old partner at my day job used to joke about that she's like i can tell on, I can tell the days that you've posted a clip on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you're so much more distracted. You're so much less like responsive. Right. And it is because you're going back and you're like, all right, let me respond to comments. Let me see how it's doing. You know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: uh, yeah, it is. That is brutal. But it's interesting to think of that as some of like the almost like corporate structure too, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it does I, I really do make sure I am awake by I mean like eight thirty at the latest. Yeah. To get those things posted. But when I say that I'm on the apps for an hour posting and interacting or whatever, it's not like that's my only hour of the day I'm on. I just then hop off to yeah. podcast or do whatever else I have to do, but then I am back on it throughout the day to keep yeah, you know, being an addict.
3: <laughs> to, to just keep being fully addicted to
2: keep the, the heroin going yeah so um i don't know i feel like if there is a takeaway that we can both try to implement because i feel like we're both struggling with the same thing in this aspect it would be i like your idea of that you always have your walk coffee and yeah i think i'm gonna try to do that like at least get my work clothes on in the morning get out of pajamas and like just get two or three things done always that signify to my brain that the day has started and I need to stay on track
3: yeah I'm trying to do the classic like make your bed every day too
2: oh yeah I've always done that just because it's like a weird oc that's so
3: good it's so healthy it's so weird in the times that I have gotten good at it and actually done it like every day for a month or whatever I it's crazy how much better about myself I feel Really? Yeah, it's nuts. It's just because it's a little rem- – I, I don't remember who said this, but I've heard this a million times. But it is a little reminder every time you see it. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I already did. Uh, you know, like, I I kind of have my shit together.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, It I, an unmade bed makes me insane. Like, I couldn't. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was doing that.
3: Like, I know for a fact that I I just – I left L.A. I don't know. Four days ago, mm-hmm. and I'm not back there till you know, I don't know, three four weeks from now. Yeah, and I know for a fact I left my room really messy, <laughs> and it's gonna drive me insane when I get back there. Oh yeah, because I think I land at like eleven p.m. or midnight or something. Yeah, and I'm gonna get there at one, <laughs> and it's gonna be messy, and I'm gonna be like, "Come on, get your life together." <laughs> but I just didn't. I didn't do it. I I know I didn't, and uh, yeah. But if I had made it and it was a clean room and I'd made my bed, I'd get back. I would feel so much better. Yeah. So I do. I am trying to be better about that.
2: That does make sense. I have, I just thought of two other things I wanted to ask you. Are you a minimalist or do you feel like you're kind of a, do you like have a lot of possessions? Do you struggle with clutter or stuff like that?
3: Yes. I, it's so funny because in theory I am, I like consider myself a minimalist. Like. Okay. I think be- because we travel so much, you kind of have to become one. Like right. you can't just, you can't just bring, you know, your high school yearbook everywhere. So <laughs> it's, yeah. but, but like, yeah. I do struggle with nostalgia that mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think of it like in terms of like hoarder or clutter or whatever, like yeah, it's, it's what gets me is if I have any memory attached to something, I cannot get rid of it. And it helped moving across the country in just my car. Um, yes. I threw a ton of stuff out, but I still have too much stuff.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that helps me think if you are ever having trouble, like the way you say you're going to come back to your room and it's going to drive you crazy that it's messy. I have just found that by having <laughs> like the bare minimum amount of items in my yeah. living space, it really does help to keep it so clean. I know that my yeah. place probably looks kind of messy in the background right now, but generally it's no, like, it's pretty put together. kind of, it's fairly orderly, um, yeah.
3: which I, yeah, like. you seem like an organized person.
2: I am. Yeah. I will say I am pretty type A through and through. I'm very, I have like a social media calendar. Whoa. I was just talking with somebody about that yesterday that I have like through the end of January, I have everything I'm posting on what
3: days. No way. Mm-hmm. You have all the clips already made, Mhm, wow, that's amazing,
2: Well, thanks. well, I'm just recycling some right now because until yeah. or you know the nice tri tour starts, uh I won't have new clips new
3: stuff it yeah,
2: and so I'm you and I've been talking lately about recycling and and all of that and so I just made an inventory of all of my clips and then I made a schedule because I was I was really stressing myself out where I would wake up and it would be time to post something and I wouldn't know what I was posting and then it was just this panic of like oh god now I haven't posted in a week and now the algorithm's gonna boot me out and so I just sat down I uh, oh so this is what made me want to ask you the other thing the Pomodoro technique have you actually tried the Pomodoro technique yet
3: no okay so no.
2: So it is where you, you have a task in mind and you set a timer for 25 minutes and you do that task for 25 minutes and then you take a break for five Okay. and then you do another 25 minutes. It can be the same task or if you finished it, you go on to another task, but you do that with the five minute break four times in a row and then you take a 30 minute break. And it, it's so, um, it was like really helpful to me to show myself in reality how long tasks take when I'm focused yeah because it's like embarrassing how
3: how quick it can be
2: oh my god i like had these ideas in my head of oh it's gonna take me hours to figure out how to like set all this up for social media and it it was like one and a half pomodoros
3: yeah like it's crazy i I know and it's always the tasks that end up like you know they're the ones right here that you're like i I, i'm gonna do that it's just they keep mm-hmm. moving on to the next to do list and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then and then those take yeah an hour.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you. Um, I think we've talked about this on the road, but with time blindness, because to me the Pomodoro technique really goes hand in hand with people who struggle with time blindness and having trouble like being on time or
3: just never keep been on time on to anything in my whole life.
2: <laughs> yeah, keep yourself once. on track. <laughs> and. I had started to do time journaling for maybe like a week or so, where I would actually time myself to see how long things would take, and that yeah. was what had been fucking me up. Was in my mind, I thought I thought I took like five minute showers, and I'm like, what? no, who, who do you think you are, a crazy person? It's like at least fifteen minutes. Yeah, you know, and uh...
3: I do that with showering too. That's so funny. I could, I know I have to leave somewhere in seven minutes, and I'll be like, I can shower and d- do my hair and get dressed. Mm-hmm. And then it's, and then I, I get out of the shower and it's already past when I was supposed to leave. And I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, I don't know what happened there. And yeah. I'm like blow drying my hair. I'm like, this will all take forty five seconds.
2: Yeah, yeah, God. that's the one of the things with time blindness they say is the rule of one more thing that we always there's always this thing where we're like I bet I can do that I bet I can just squeeze that one last thing in and you never can yeah you never can because then you run into like you get in your car and you're like oh fuck I need to get gas and I forgot I have to get gas like I'm always pushing it and then there's always that one other thing that you didn't think of and it fucks you up
3: yep Yeah. yeah
2: so just getting the the whole Pomodoro technique thing has really helped me feel like I am in control of time as opposed to time controlling me. And I know I talked about that on the episode, but it has been very helpful. And I think Delaney's recommendation, which I need to start trying more, is Delaney just sets timers throughout her day. Not necessarily, yeah. well, I don't think necessarily for certain tasks. I think it's like she just has timers that force her to be like aware of the passage of time
3: it's really i mean it's smart that's some some of the only times that i've like been able to just like write straight through for uh, a while is when i set like 30 minute timers and then put my phone on the other side of the room so i'm like kind of doing a similar thing i just don't have the the scheduled break then
2: yeah and i find myself sometimes if i'm in a good writing flow i will ignore the timer going off and just like finish my thought but then I do try to let myself take a, a five minute break when I'm done with it. But, um, yeah, it's being an adult is hard.
3: So brutal. It's, I mean, it's being alive. There's so much, so much stuff you have to deal with.
2: Yeah. It's kind of a miracle how many people actually do hold down jobs and I, can't, I mean, have yeah. kids and take them to school on time and all this stuff because it's no one's making you. That's the thing is, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're self-employed, there's so little accountability.
3: Yeah, my my first week without the corporate job was like I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And it was just kind of like it was because it was like no one's telling me to. Right. Right, and it feels very odd. And then, and then it did all of a sudden. It's like you know, I get that anxiety creeping up, and I'm like, "Why do I feel so bad?" And it's like, "Oh, I just haven't done anything productive in like two weeks."
0: Right. And then, yeah,
3: yeah. and then it kind of kicks me into gear. But
0: yeah, yeah.
2: and just <clears throat> for our listeners, so you, you and I met through Cameo. Yeah, which is the app where, um, people can pay public figures to send them use the term celebrity i don't like you
3: didn't want to (laughs) i saw you decide not to
2: yeah i don't want to it feels gross um to you can pay them to make video messages for you yeah whether it's and i I worked
3: there for like three years
2: so you worked there for three years and that's how you and i met we had a a little zoom meeting in the bowels of the pandemic the
3: heart of the pandemic i was up in northern minnesota in a cabin just that's working right. my little corporate day job. And that was when the walks started.
2: Oh, nice.
3: Because yeah. cause I was like, I need some sort of, I can't wake up with the sun down and go to bed with the sun down and not Oof. see it. So it was like, it was just getting out there and walking mm. around. Yeah. And then back into the cabin, crazy yep. beard. And that's where we met.
2: <laughs> that is where we met. And then you opened for me what in was DC. a year in DC. Was that like a year later? Yeah. About a year later. And just did such a killer job and just were the best hang. And uh and now it's been what? Over a year?
3: Yeah, that was That was like two years ago now, that DC one. Was it? I think that was the fall of 20 – no, it couldn't have been 2020.
2: No, it had to be 2020. So it's been like – Yeah, it's, it's been like a year, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just been the absolute best, and this has been so fun to have you on the podcast.
3: Yeah, thank you. I hope there were some takeaways Absolutely. And not just like, wow, man, that's... Tommy needs to get his life together.
2: <laughs> no, I think if anything, it's just – Sometimes, I and mean, I can't speak for for our listeners, but sometimes it's just nice to hear that somebody's going through the same thing that you're going through.
3: Yeah, yeah. If you are, call in. If you've got <laughs> if you've got suggestions, anything, I'll take yeah. them. I chili mean... recipes. Oh, please send the chili <laughs> recipes my way. I'll make it soon. Yeah. And report but, back.
2: By the way, before we go, did you want to talk about your name change stuff? Do you think that that's something? that has any I don't know people like I mean it
3: or... it was it was anxiety inducing I'll tell you that like for sure okay it was for context for everyone uh my real last name is Schneeman Schneeman actually but no one ever says it right mm-hmm. and uh no one could ever spell it right say it right anything and uh my middle name is Brennan and now I go by Tommy Brennan okay. on stage and in public and uh yeah, it's been brutal. I mean, I my parents had their holiday party last night. That's why I, I flew home for it. And uh, I mean, all my parents, friends and stuff, they're like, what the hell is this name change? Really? Just, oh, yeah. People don't like it. It's just like it, it's it's everyone that everyone that knows me and was friends with me. When I asked them about it, they're like, no, don't change it. And then everyone that was like objective, like not really friends with me. Yeah. Was like, yeah, change it. It's just everyone is like, you know, they, people like doing the, oh, you you moved to L.A., changed your name, you went all Hollywood on us. I'm like, no, I probably should have done this a long time ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's how do just... you feel about it now? Because I know for a while it was, yeah, definitely something that was anxiety inducing. And, and understandably, because it's your name, I mean, it is easy to have feelings of identity crisis when you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going by a completely different name now.
3: It feels much better now. I mean, I had one of my friends kind of like talked me into just like. She was like, "You need to stop," because I called her and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about going back to Mm -hmm. to Schneeman," and they were, and she eventually was just like, "Just you, just need to say it confidently," because what I was doing is like when people would ask, like, "Oh, did you change your name?" I'd be like. Yeah, and it's you know I don't know how I feel about it, and I, you know, and then th- then that would all that does is invite them to share their opinion, right? Which wasn't helping. I didn't need more opinions on it. So then I'm just getting yeah. people that I don't really care about, like sharing opinions on it, and then it's, I'm letting that you know contribute to my thoughts. Yeah. And it was just like she was just like, hey, you need to just be confident when you say it so that has helped so much is me just being like yeah i, d- I changed this my middle name i like it a lot better and people are like oh cool it's amazing how little people care and yes. i really thought that they would
2: i'm really happy actually that you had that life lesson on this particular issue because i think you will find that that lesson will be applicable to you in so many other ways in this business Everywhere yeah and even outside this business, I just think that's a great lesson for anybody, especially people who struggle with anxiety or um or like wanting the approval of others. Yes, which is something I have struggled with for so much of my life, yeah. and I had a lot of situations like that where i um because I hadn't given myself approval on whatever it was if if it was something I was like,, oh, I can't I don't know. I don't know if I did a good enough job with this. So I'm just going to like find ways to bring it up around people and see what they think of it. Yes. And then if they were critical, it would destroy me. Yeah. Because I had no, I hadn't established any foundation of confidence in myself. It was just like, I was letting my. it was like on a hour by hour basis i would call a friend and talk about it and i would let their opinion make me feel one way for an hour and then if somebody else had a different opinion (laughs) i would feel that way for an hour and it was an absolute nightmare and so now i'm really protective with um a like what i choose to talk about with people if it's something i feel sensitive about and like don't want yeah an opinion that's gonna feel not great but i also am just like you have to have the confidence for yourself and not let other people be your uh like your life raft for confidence
3: yeah i mean think about something as little like in it being self-employed you have to ask people about money all the time
2: oh and, right. and
3: i i struggle with that so much of like you know you get offered a gig or something and i'm like hey i'm really really sorry to ask this but what does it pay you know, and it's like, why, why, why is that an apology? Right. You know, right. and I'm like, oh, I'm such a stupid idiot piece of shit. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, is there a hotel included? Like, it's like a very basic if I was just like, hey, what's your pay structure? And uh, is there a hotel included? You know? <laughs> yeah. And instead, I'm like, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, my God. And always valuing yourself highly, which I think can be applied in a lot of careers and stuff like that but i remember i uh like i got offered a corporate gig in spokane for my company and it was like a like an architecture firm and i didn't really know what to price myself at this was before yeah. i had an agent and i lowballed the absolute fuck out of God. myself and the guy wrote back and he was like oh i'd pay you that to come over and cook for me like he like made some joke about like I would pay you that just to like hang out like with to you do or something. Yeah. to do nothing you do nothing and I was like God I so... yeah. yeah like I could have asked for ten times what I asked and they would have been like sure
3: yeah it's it, I mean it's amazing how little confidence we have <laughs> I mean
2: yeah and how that informs so many of it's our everything in your and... life yeah 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 it's a big one. Well, this has just been a treat. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on.
3: Oh, thanks for having me. it's yeah. uh, this is fun.
2: You want to plug where everybody can find you?
3: Um, yeah, I'm uh, some kid Tommy on all the mm-hmm. social medias. Uh, um, and uh, somekidtommy.com for upcoming tour dates with um the one and only Kelsey Cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of them. <laughs> um, Yay! But uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got my stuff on there. Like I've got I've got some some headlining weekends in the spring too. And uh, if you want to come out and uh, see me talk about chili on stage, that's where to find it. Some kid com. Thank you to everyone for listening. Yeah. I love you guys.
2: Well, I'm sure they love you too.
3: I don't know why I said I love you. I don't know them, (laughs) but I'm going to, I'm going to lead with love here.
2: (laughs) Okay, great. I'll probably talk to you in, I don't know, two hours.
3: (laughs) Yeah, probably. All right. Okay. Bye guys.
2: Bye. All right. That was my interview with Tommy. Please go follow him at some kid Tommy on all social media platforms. And some of you might have already met Tommy on tour if you came out and saw us at any previous tour date and uh If we're coming to a city near you, you can meet him then. So we have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Kate. It says, just do it. If you're reading the reviews to see if you want to start listening, I'm going to save you some time and tell you that you should listen. Do it. (laughs) Thank you, Kate. That's so nice. That kind of piggybacks on all of the quotables we were talking about today to just do it. So uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to leave a five-star rating and review. And that way you can also potentially have your review read on the show, which is always fun. And if you would like any more bonus content from us, if you want to, um, be a part of the group that gets to vote on what topics we cover on the show and listen to a lot of bonus episodes you can go to patreon.com slash self helpless and join the patreon community uh my segment for today is going to be a recommendation and that is the show white lotus uh we're recording this in mid-december which means that season two came out pretty recently and I'm, i'm sure by the time this hits in february a lot of you may have already watched it by then but some of you might not have because i i had heard some buzz about white lotus season 1 when it came out and i just didn't i just didn't hop on the train i never checked it out i do feel like the marketing for the show has always been a little vague a little unclear you know of like what the show is about but oh my god it's so good it sucks you in immediately just like opening scene you're like i have to see where this goes and the first season is only six episodes so you can really fly through it and then season two which i just started is seven episodes so um it's an easy quick binge and i've just absolutely loved it so highly recommend uh check it out if you want i think it's on hbo max and yeah uh that's it for this week i hope you guys liked getting to know tommy a little bit more and See you guys in Cincinnati in a couple weeks. Kearney, Minneapolis, San Francisco, all coming up. Go to kelseycook.com and get those tour date tickets. And we will talk to you guys next week. I hope you have an awesome week. All right, bye.